Welcome to today's episode of One Step at a Time, which is part of Your Living Room's podcast series promoting our person-centred service. My name is Diane Boyd and I'm the Managing Director of Your Living Room, a not-for-profit interest company providing a selection of person-centred services for people with hoarding disorder or hoarding tendencies. We believe in the power of collaboration and therefore as part of this series, as well as hearing from our clients' personal experiences, we are inviting colleagues and partners to talk about the services they deliver that help so many in the community as well as our beneficiaries. Today we welcome Louise Simpson, who launched Louise Simpson Coaching in 2019 and is an Essex-based professional organiser and coach. Louise can help you reduce the feeling of being overwhelmed and organise your time and space. Louise says she wanted to make a difference to people's lives rather than just making shareholders richer in her previous corporate career and do something that she really loves. Well, Louise, welcome today. Lovely to have you here. Uh, we look forward to hearing about your passion and about how you aim to help our audience get organised today. Hi, Diane. Thanks for having me. It's You're lovely welcome. to be here. You're welcome. I think, as you said, really for me, my corporate career was very much about organising and project management. And it's, it, you know, I've always been an organiser. I was the child that was organising my mum's kitchen cupboards rather than, you know, messing them up. And it came to a point where I kind of started to suffer from lots of health issues and I could see how my natural organising skills were helping me through that. They helped me kind of through that time and to, for things to still to manage. And actually, as I got better, it, was, it kind of was a realisation for me that I could use those organising skills to actually help people live their lives better. So I work a lot with people that are juggling, you know, working full time, family um, life, working from home in the last year, especially, and really just trying to find a way to make sure that you're using the time that you do have better, but equally that our homes are supporting us. Well, that's, that sounds very interesting. How, 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 where do you get your referrals from, Louise? Yeah, so I'm a member of the Association of Professional Declutterers and Organisers. So you can find all of us on findanorganiser.com. So I get quite a few referrals through that. And equally through previous clients that I've worked with that then say to friends, wow, you know, I was really stressed or the playroom was a complete mess. You need to get Louise in and she'll just sort it out for you. So um, it's a real mix. But I think a lot uh, of what I do is try and do things like this, that just letting people know that the help is out there. Because a lot of people that I work with have been in the situation where they've struggled with something for quite a while and they feel that need to, you know, it's, it's almost like a fear of failure, that they see it as a sign of failure, that they're not on top of everything. You know, I often say if I could remove two words, it would be should and perfection. Because a lot of the clients that I work with say, I should be able to do this. You know, everybody else seems like they're okay. They're working full time and they've got two children and their home seems okay or they don't turn up late all the time. And, you know, it's not about comparing ourselves. You know, we're all living our own unique journey, our unique life. We've all got our, you know, own strengths and weaknesses. And as soon as you start comparing yourself to others, then you start to judge yourself and then you get too afraid to ask for help. So... You know, for me, it's really about increasing that awareness as well, that like yourself dealing with people with hoarding tendencies, you know, just general disorganisation or if you're feeling overwhelmed with the amount of things that are in your home or organising your time, that there is help out there. Just like if you wanted to get fit, you might go and see a personal trainer. 
a professional organizer such as myself can help you with your time and space in the same way as a personal trainer will focus on your body and your fitness it must be very rewarding for you yeah I I absolutely love it you know it's one of those things that a lot of my friends on a Sunday evening say oh god Sunday night dread you know it's work tomorrow and it's almost you know Sunday is the only day that I don't work and I'm like oh I can't wait to get back into it tomorrow you know and I've always loved that variety you know that's why I did project management in my corporate career because I quite like things changing quite a lot and trying to put the puzzle pieces together and seeing kind of the big picture so for me you know it can be I can be on zoom one morning working with a client in a completely different part of the country helping them organize their space to being in somebody's loft or playroom or garage in the afternoon and that variety is what I love and then seeing how that opens up people to you know enjoying their home more having that feeling that when you're putting the key in the door that your home and that's your safe place because we should all have that you know feeling of being at home isn't it um and for a lot of people you know I've had clients that have said when they pull up at home they sit on the driveway for five minutes because they know that they're going back to the mess that they left before they went to work in the morning where the children have just left everything scattered or pile of paperwork that they still haven't dealt with or things that they've brought, you know, following a parent's bereavement and they've brought into their house to sort out, but they still haven't got around to sorting it. And they just sit on the driveway with that feeling of despair of, oh, I've got to go it's back in and face it. overwhelms them, doesn't it? Over- yeah. Totally overwhelms them. So I think for me, it's about trying to give that back to people, that feeling that their home can be their space and it doesn't have to look like what people put on Instagram, the perfect image of what a family home should look like. It needs to support you and how you want to live as a family, but it should be your place to sort of recharge, to be able to shut the door and kind of, you know, almost, you know, recuperate from whatever's happened in the day, ready to sort of get back out there and go for another day the next day. And for a lot of people, that isn't the case, you know, and that feeling of overwhelm and that feeling of needing to be on top of everything, rather than just accepting that this isn't something that I find naturally easy, and I need somebody to come in and give me a little bit of direction. And a lot of people that I work with, you know, I still get clients that I'd worked with when I first started a couple of years ago that will send me a picture and say, oh, I've been tackling this part of the oh, house from what yeah. we'd kind of talked about. You obviously made a um, positive impact yeah, on Yeah, it's lovely. I, I always feel a bit like a proud mum, like well. when your child shows you a bit of artwork and they send you a picture of, you know, their paperwork that they've been reorganising. And it's from things that we talked about. And, you know, a lot of our sessions when I work with people, yes, it's about fixing, you know, if they want to be able to reuse that spare room or sorting the playroom. But it's also about the education side of it, of saying, right, okay, so if you were tackling something like this, this is how you can break it down or this is what you can do. Because then they can use that and apply it to all different parts of their life, as well as, you know, in work, as well as at home. Well, it's almost a semi-therapeutic process, isn't it? I know for, for us at your living room, that's that's the way we do it. And I think it's more than just the organising. Yeah. It, it's, it's your personality, it's your approach, and it's, 
you know that bond you get with uh, your client yeah I think it's definitely a, I always relief, talk about it's that emotional and practical support so I can come in you know I could just go in and go yep we can do x y z I'll do it all for you and then go away again like a little you know magic wand but that's not going to help because actually it will just all go back to how it was so it's very much about you know, as I said, with the um, people that are juggling, you know, being a full-time mum, for example, and family life, there's so much caught up in that, of that feeling of living up to everybody else's expectations, what you see your role as a wife and a mother being, beliefs that you've got in place there, and helping people kind of just have a sounding board and somebody to listen to, that there isn't any judgment because often even with good friends we think well I can't really say that because what will she think or you know um you you worry about that they might say something to somebody else or you know they're too involved so for me it's a lot about being that independent person that can come in and give a different perspective can help with a practical element but equally is there just to listen and sometimes you know I've had clients that maybe for the first 15 minutes of the session, we haven't actually done anything, but they've just needed somebody to offload to and kind of go, oh my God, this is what's happened this week. You can see their shoulders go down with relief that somebody's there to help them. And I think there is, you must see this as well, the, the physical cues that people give you. You know, when I, even when I've done things over Zoom and talked to people and asked them to talk to me about their home and how it's working and what specific rooms are being a challenge, people's voice change you know you can see their shoulders scrunch up you you know you can when you're with them you can see their whole body stance change and you know I've often said to clients that just from that perspective you know if you're just talking to me about that room you're not even in that room but if you're living in that space all the time when your body's in a state of stress your digestive system doesn't work so then you start putting on weight you know or have other health issues So there's all these elements that it's not just about having a tidy home because it's not even about it being tidy. It's about using your space and your time in a way that it helps you focus on the stuff that you really want to be doing. So, um, and, you know, that then has all sorts of wonderful effects that people feel more motivated with life. They might go off and pursue that training course that they wanted to do because actually they've now got the time to do it. Mm, Wonderful. So I suppose a bit, I don't know, I would assume that with us, every client we go, it's like a blank canvas. So you go in and you sort of wait to sort of um, feel the person's personality and the, how the room is and everything else. Because obviously with hoarding, with us, um, yeah. no two clients are the same no. and, and they don't hoard because for the same reasons. So is that similar to you? I think absolutely. We're, you know, we are all individuals and you might be a full-time working mum with two children and a husband living in a three-bedroom semi. But actually the challenges that you're dealing with, the beliefs that you have, the time that you've got and the other things that you might be doing, you know, running children to after-school clubs and trying to hold down a career and the pressures that you might have in that role versus somebody else that might do a job that they really love and actually really enjoy going to work you know so I think it is very much about taking that time to understand not only what it is that you're wanting help with kind of changing or organizing so a particular room or paperwork or you know you're moving house and you want to get the house ready for moving um, but equally what's going on with you 
And that's where that kind of person-centered approach, same as yourselves, comes in because you have to understand the person you're working with and what, what's motivating them, what their concerns are to truly be able to help them. Mm. So uh, through lockdown, obviously, that's had this last year's had a massive impact on many people. Um, how have you found that? How have your clients... What sort of um, concerns have you had? Uh, so I think the big challenge for this year has been the working from home. So I've worked with a lot of people um, virtually via Zoom that have suddenly gone, oh my goodness, you know, I'm normally out all day to work. I'm now in my home all the time. But not only do I have to work from home, but if you've got children, we had homeschooling. But I just can't, I don't know how to do it. Like, it's just not working. I'm shouting at the children. I can't seem to get my work done. The children are coming in on my work calls. I'm just totally stressed. The house is a mess. Like, what do I do? So I've done quite a lot of sessions around looking at how to structure your kind of working space so that that works better for you. You know, talked about things like working in bursts of 45 minutes and then saying to the children, right, you know, at this time, I'll be with you. So if you've got any questions, then I'll help you then. So really just trying to look at little things that you can do. And a a lot of, you know, the organizing side is about making little changes that help, you know, I often say like help your future self. So if you, you know, organize your wardrobe or your paperwork, when you've got to do your tax return, you can find the paperwork and just get it done rather than then having to sort of, you know, rifle through piles of paperwork to find what you need. So, yeah, this year has really a lot been about sort of juggling time and working out how to work from home and homeschool, but equally looking at the the physical impact of that, of saying, well, look, you know, set up kind of work zones for each person so they've got their own space because one child or your husband or you, you know, one of you might want a really tidy space. Another might be a very creative person that needs stuff almost, you know, laid out in front Mm, of them. And mm. to some people would go, oh my goodness, how can you work in that? (laughs) But that's how their brain works. So having, you know, your own individual space where you're then not having, you know, why have you left it like that? And then that causes arguments. So it's all these things that we kind of think about. And when Mm. we're talking about it of Mm. saying, okay, so would that make a difference for you? And Mm. then finding the solutions to put Mm. in place. Mm. Mm. Yes, good advice. Um, Do you, um, any of your clients, do they ever need sort of additional support like therapy or counselling, do you find? Yeah, uh, sometimes. Um, I mean, some clients I've worked with are already seeing, you know, a counsellor or a therapist for you know, where especially following a bereavement, there might be a lot of things that come up there. So, you know, whilst I can be, you know, one client of, um, once described me as, you're a bit like a professional friend. It's oh, like, I feel like I can talk nice to term. you, but you're here to help me too. <laughs> oh. And so, you know, you can help in some way of just giving somebody somebody to talk to, but sometimes it is that, you know, have you considered maybe that, there's still a lot of grief that you haven't dealt with and that there might be somebody that can give you more help to help you through that. Um, But, you know, a lot of the people that I work with, rather than the the hoarding side, it's more general disorganisation rather than, you know, much further down the scale. Um, You know, it may feel like to them that it, you know, they're completely disorganised and life's completely out of control, but that's just 
because they're in that situation in that time. It's often due to, you know, I work with clients following big life transitions such as divorce or bereavement. They might have moved house and still not unpacked any of the boxes from the move. And that's getting them stressed because they can't find anything they need each day. And then it just builds up and all these little things. So it's a lot of it is more situational kind of disorganization rather than more kind of mental health um, riding issues, I guess. Yes, that's lovely. Would you like to summarize for the listeners the sort of supports or anything else you'd like to say for yeah so I think really you know for me it's you know if there's general disorganization whether you're moving house um you're just feeling overwhelmed with the amount of things that are in your home or your time but I always kind of take it back to you know key top tips such as you know start small so one step at a time like this podcast not trying to tackle your own your whole home or tackle things that are sentimental like photos or you know things that used to be your parents but just tackle that shelf in the kitchen that drives you mad that every time you go to make your coffee in the morning everything falls out on top of you or your sock drawer or you know whatever small thing that you can start with because just like personal training and getting fit I often talk about you have to build your organizing muscles if they're not doesn't come naturally to you then um you know you have to build those muscles so start small keep doing it so do little bursts you know 10 minute jobs that you can do um because then you kind of motivate yourself as well to think well actually I can do this and you know that positive mindset of rather than saying I'm not an organized person I'm not organized yet I need to learn how to do it Um, and focusing on what you want to keep so I always talk to clients about it's not about how much stuff that we've got to get rid of or that you've got to let go of but it's about working out what is it that you want to keep in your home and how can we best store it and you know use that so that it helps you and you know that positive mindset really makes a difference I think because when you're being told that you you know it's like losing weight or anything if you're told you have to get rid of something you want to hold on to it or you think it's going to be hard whereas if it's that positive switch of saying well what is it you know how do you want to feel in your home what is it that you want to keep what's important to you it's focusing on that positive emotion rather than the negative emotion Um, and I think I'd kind of end with there's some research done recently that talked about clutter and well-being and one of the things in there that really brought home to me you know that piece that I said earlier about our homes should be our safe place should be our place to recharge was they surveyed over 1100 people it's a proper academic research um, study and in it they said and I'm going to read this from my notes so I get it right is that feeling good about the level of clutter and our ability to create home in a quarter of those respondents that was had an impact on their overall well-being So we talk about well-being as mindfulness and as getting the right amount of sleep, getting exercise. But actually a quarter of those people said their ability to feel at home and the things that are in their home had an impact on their overall well-being. That's a massive number. And for me, when I read that, it was like, well, we know this. You know, you know that from the people that you work with, that our homes have a massive impact on our well-being but we tend to just put up with it or think that we can't do anything about it. And whether it's just 
general disorganisation or you feel that you have hoarding, you know, between you and I and lots of other people that do this, I think the key message I'd say is that there is help out there and that you don't have to struggle on and feel that you can't ask for help. That's a very positive message, Louise. Thank you. And how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, so my website is louisesimpsoncoaching.co.uk. Um, on there's links to all the socials and, and contact details. And what I would say is if you're not sure about asking for help, that I do a free discovery call. So if you just want somebody to talk to and just to say, is this the sort of thing you can help with or I don't know where to start, we can just have a chat. There's no obligation to do anything further, but just to know that it's okay to reach out. That's wonderful. A person-centred professional friend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, our sincere thanks to Louise today for spending time with us and giving us food for thought. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in and we hope you will join us on our next episode of One Step at a Time. Thank you. Thank you.